0: Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com with another call in the podcast series. Today, I'm thrilled to have someone on the line that I have loved and admired for so, so long, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about him before I officially introduce him. Bob Berg is a sought-after speaker at corporate conventions and for entrepreneurial events. He has addressed audiences ranging in size from 50 to 16,000, sharing the platform with notables including today's top thought leaders, broadcast personalities, Olympic athletes, and political leaders, including a former U.S. president. Although for years he was best known for his book, Endless Referrals, over the past few years it's his business parable, The Go-Giver, co-authored with John David Mann, that has captured the imagination of his readers. Bob is an advocate, supporter, and defender of the free enterprise system, believing that the amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. He's a founding and current board member of the Club 100, a charitable organization focused on helping underprivileged local area youths, a lover of animals, and he is a past member of the Board of Directors for Safe Harbor, which is the Humane Society of Jupiter, Florida. Welcome, Bob.
1: Connie, what a great pleasure to be on your show. I keep hearing people singing your praises, and you've been a hero of mine for quite a while, so I'm glad we finally connected uh, with a with a chat.
0: So am I. I'm so, so excited. And I'll tell you how I first came to know you, because I, I'm a little slower with things, evidently, and even though I read, I was not familiar with, with you or with your previous books. One of my students in 2008 gave me the go-giver huh. and said that this book you know, really was, was important for me to read, that this kind of described some of the things I was doing. And that's how I first connected with you and with your, all of your works now. And it's so exciting to to really get going with this. And also, we share some common interest. I'm you know a really animal lover extraordinaire. I work with with some charities around that. And also, I'm involved in Rotary. I'm sure you're familiar with with Rotary's work. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually. Yeah, and, and I've be been able to do things. I was one of those disadvantaged children, and so love now being able to give back in that way.
1: Well, you've come a long way, my friend, and, and you're you know, you're adding value to so many of us, so thank you for all you're doing.
0: Oh well thank you. But you know, Bob, the go giver, that title, it seems to contradict traditional wisdom. Is it intentional? What's the basic premise of this book?
1: Yeah, you know, it it is it is um meant to be sort of counterintuitive, I guess. Uh, John David Mann, my awesome co author, and John is as, as most people know, he's a real storyteller. I'm I'm much more of a a how-to, step one, step two, step three type of person. John, John spins a really good story, so it was a, it was a great team. um we consider ourselves in our writing to be, um uh, counterintuitive, but uh, but not curmudgeon. <laughs> so, uh, and so, you know, when we take something like the go-giver, as a, as a marketing, and of course you're a marketing expert, uh, you know that that's something called a, uh, um, a pattern interrupt, you know, where people are looking through the titles and they say, "Go giver." Hmm, now that's different, and <laughs> and and you know, could cause someone who 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 sort of. Relates to the title a little bit, taking another look at it, they say you can't sell a book by you don't sell a book by its cover, sure you do that would get them first interested now you know the other things have to scale, they have to you know measure up but um but yes. Yeah, so we wanted a title that uh that w- that would grab someone's attention and and make them think about it, but also of course, a title that was in alignment, it was congruent with the message. Uh, the, which leads really to the premise of the book. And, and the premise itself, Connie, is simply that shifting one's focus from getting to giving. And in this context, when we say giving, we mean constantly and consistently providing value to others. And that doing so is not only a nice way to live life, but, a, a, but actually a very financially profitable way as well.
0: All right, well I I really love that that idea. My favorite character in the in the book is Nicole. She's the mm-hmm. one that was the former teacher and right. I you know I'm a former classroom teacher, so I really related to to her part of of that story and I want everybody to grab the book right away so you can see who I'm talking about with Nicole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, in my previous business life, being a go-getter was something people would admire and you know you'd hear them say that oh that person that's that's a real go getter they went after the business and you know they did what needed to be done so are you saying now that this is not so that we should not be go getters
1: oh that's a that's a great question uh, actually we love go getters because go getters get things done they take action and you know as well as as i do connie that you can have a great idea. You can have the best intention. In fact, many of the people who you've coached to great success, uh, who've become these, you know, gone from nothing to being these very, very uh, lucrative and profitable information entrepreneurs, th- what was the thing that separated them from the others you taught? They took action on your ideas. Yes. And they applied the action. So we love go getters. Um also, now here's the thing, the, and, and this is the good news, <laughs> there's, there's no, there is no natural division between a go-getter and a go-giver. Many go-getters are also go-givers, and every go-giver is also a go-getter. So the opposite of a go-giver turns out not to be a go-getter. The opposite of a go-giver is a go-taker, Ooh. that person who feels almost entitled if you will to take 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 without having added value to the person to the process to the situation And we all know people like this, and and they can be nice people, um, but they tend to be very frustrated that they they usually don't obtain the kind of success they feel they deserve. And even when they do, it tends to be short-lasting, and yet they also tend to believe everybody else is naive. (laughs) Now, in in the story, Joe was described at first as a frustrated go-getter, and he was, but that's because Joe was really a go-taker as well. It was all about Joe. It was me, me, me. As he met the, the various mentors and he learned about that very important shift in focus from an eye focus to an other focus and began to bring value to others, he saw how things changed. So when we say go-giver, we're really just talking about that man or woman who has learned uh, or who perhaps intuitively knew that it is that person who can make that shift that, that, that actually succeeds and, and accomplishes the most.
0: Yes, because in the in the beginning of the book, I know when when Joe's talking about making a killing, mm-hmm. when they're talking about the coffee instead right. of sharing that coffee with mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. it's a very you know different way of thinking of it. But you know, Bob, isn't this really just saying that nice ga- guys and girls you know finish first? And That's a great idea, but isn't that a little bit naive on our part?
1: <laughs> that would that would be naive. <laughs> uh, and and I think anyone Connie who. Just looks at the title, let's say, could could come – you know, would naturally come to that conclusion because of the way the – that that's what it's about because of the, uh, you know, the the different uh, belief systems and and the way we look at the world, but um, really – it's interesting when people say, you know, are you saying nice guys, nice gals finish first? No, that's not what we're saying. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being nice is a good thing, and it is helpful, especially when the person is genuinely kind. Um, it, obviously, the, the nicer someone is, the kinder someone is, the the more the chances are people are, will be attracted to them, people will want to be in relationship with them, and, and so forth, and that's fine. But being nice in and of itself is, is not enough to to uh, make one successful. And I think we can say that with confidence only because you and I and everybody listening to this, we all know plenty of people who we would describe as simply nice people, who we would also have to describe as simply broke people. Yes. So while nice is, is important and is helpful, no, in and of itself, it's not enough to make one successful. Uh, success is also a matter of doing the correct things in the success process that allows that person to be successful and, and finish first, if you will. And the five laws that John and I provide in the book are simply meant to share those principles that if somebody will follow them, uh, not not one of them or two of them or even four of them, but if they'll follow all five of them, they must be successful.
0: Well, you know, Bob, let's talk about those those five laws because – what you're promising is that people, if they'll not only follow them, that they, they must be successful mm-hmm. regardless of the economic climate, and that's been right. you know, my experience here. So what are those five laws, and how can you be so confidently assured uh, to people that they can follow them that it will result in success?
1: Yeah, well, first the reason we can we can be assured of it is because it's what successful people have done. There's really nothing new in this book in terms of the principles that John and I have provided. Uh, we're not that smart. Well, John might be that smart. I'm not that smart. <laughs> but no, these are these are things, which is also why the early adapters of the book have been the people who have already lived their lives and conducted their business that way. So, and and it's funny because when the book first came out, and I was doing all the media interviews, and I'd, I'd constantly be asked, "So, what is it about this book, Berg? You know, what is it that's new that you and John have written and my answer was always, well, nothing. You know, they were always surprised. It was just the way it was maybe uh maybe uh framed, but but certainly nothing new in terms of success principles. Uh the the laws themselves, the five laws are simply the laws of value, compensation, influence authenticity and receptivity law number 1 is the law of value and and connie uh, this law simply says your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment now this can sound a little counterproductive at first. It is counterintuitive because it brings up the question, well, wait a second. Uh, You know, that sounds all nicey-nice and everything, (laughs) but how do I give more in value than I take in payment and not go bankrupt, never mind having a a healthy, successful business? And for this, we simply need to understand the the difference between price and value. Uh, Price is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. Value on the other hand, is the relative worth or desirability of a thing to the end user. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, opportunity, idea, that brings with it so much worth that someone will exchange their money for it and come away so much better off than they were before, while the seller makes a profit. And you know, and you do this all the time. I mean, when when let's say somebody comes to you for coaching on how to be a an a, a, um, information entrepreneur, many times I, I know a lot of your clients. They they start out without really knowing a lot in the business. You take them soup to nuts through the whole thing. You charge them a fee. Um, And what they do is they pay you that fee in exchange for your knowledge, wisdom, and help. So I would imagine you charge a very hefty fee, which you should
0: because
1: (laughs) you're giving them lots, lots, lots more value. They're going to come away. Now, here's the interesting thing. You help them to sell a product or service. I know one person who you work with personally who just, you know, sings your praises all the time. Now, she uh, paid you a certain fee, but you gave her much more value than what you took while you made a healthy profit. She learned a skill that she didn't know before. That skill has since helped her to provide great value to people who pay her a nice fee for her particular product or service, and so while, while they get much more in value than what they paid, she also makes a healthy profit. That's why the free market system, the free enterprise system works so well because when done correctly, both parties come away uh, much better off than before they, they went into it. Does that make sense?
0: It, it does, Bob. You know, with this first one, the law of value, I, I like to think in my business that um, I always will over-deliver so i always have kind of an unannounced bonus mm-hmm. and people that know me know to expect that now but the new people don't and also when i work with someone or when i you know sell them an information product the idea is that they would get back because in the beginning they're looking at the dollars they would get back the money they spent as quickly as possible sure. and then after that they feel like everything is just gravy and they're enjoying the process in a different way and they start to really get it
1: Exactly, and that's you know, and and here's the thing: the the way we're able to to do this is, is 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 in providing this value just like the accountant who charges you $1,000 to do your taxes but saves you $5,000 <laughs> uh, yes. and, and, and provides you with the peace of mind and security of, of uh, knowing they were done correctly. They've given you more in value than what they took in payment. So both of you come out much better off. The way you communicate your value to someone is through your focus. You're focusing on them. You're focusing on providing value value to them and 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 that's why John and I say that money is an echo of value it's the thunder to value's lightning which simply means the value comes first the value that you're providing to another comes first the money is a natural and direct result of the value you've provided to others that's why focus is so important
0: perfect perfect all right are we going to move on to the second sure. law
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, The second law is the law of compensation, and that simply says that your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. where law number one says to provide more in value than you take in payment, law number two tells us the more people whose lives you touch with the exceptional value you provide, the more money with which you'll be rewarded. You mentioned Nicole Martin, the former school teacher turned CEO. Uh, she found a way to do what? She she exp- she she leveraged her value. She increased her reach, the number of people who she could provide excellent value to. See, let's say one of your students uh, learns how to be an information marketer, and they come up with this wonderful a wonderful product that they sell, and they give so much more in value than they take in payment while still making a profit. Well, they're not going to make a lot of income if they only have one person uh who buys <laughs> so they also need to be able to touch the lives they need to impact the lives of a whole lot of people as nicole martin told joe the main protege in the book law number one the law of value that represents your potential income law number two the number of people whose lives you touch with that value that represents your actual income so the the value is key And you've still got to take that value and touch the lives of many with it.
0: Right, which is why, you know, I left being a classroom teacher and now teach people around the world. Exactly,
1: just like Nicole.
0: Yes, and with the information products, instead of just meeting locally with a small group of people, which I still do occasionally, Mm -hmm. I go now around the world to speak and to share, and those products are available online globally. Exactly. We now have that global economy that allows that economy of scale in that way. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Now, law number three is the law of influence, and and this law simply says that your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Now, again, (laughs) counterintuitive. sounds counterproductive at best and maybe even downright Pollyanna-ish at worst, but it's not. All successful leaders, influencers, successful salespeople, top producers, they – run their life, they run their business this way. Now, let, let me just explain something really quickly because this is very important. When we say place other people's interests first, we're not talking about being a you know a doormat, uh, being a, a, a martyr, or being self-sacrificial in any way, shape, or form, not at all. It's simply, as Joe was taught by two of the other mentors, Sam and Ernesto, the golden rule of business, which is what? All things being equal – People will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. Yes, I love that. Yeah, and there's no faster, better, more effective way of eliciting those feelings toward you than in really shifting your focus, temporarily suspending your self-interest is uh, um uh, I'm trying to think in his great Thomas Power in his great book Networking for Life founder of E-Academy in, in the United Kingdom. Yes. He said uh, the energy comes from su- the willing suspension of self-interest, not the foregoing of it, but the suspension of it And really asking yourself how can I focus on this other person and make their life, you know, better, easier, richer, more so, you know, whatever it is that you provide.
0: And I think new entrepreneurs, you know, we we struggle with that with, you know, how to walk that fine line of mm-hmm. giving and then serving and and bringing it all together. But I think, you know, the way that the go-giver explains it, I think that will help us all move along more easily. Thank
1: you. Now, law number four is the law of authenticity. And you, know, you and I have discussed this. Uh, this is really the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And it simply means that when you're really ready willing and able to to be yourself and and represent yourself and uh tap into your core sense of authenticity people are going to respond to you it's going to magnetize people to you Um, i think on the other hand people are a lot more sophisticated today which is a great thing and and they can tell when when someone not only is not operating out of their core but they're being maybe a I guess the, the correct Latin term would be phonus bolonus."
0: you know, when they're trying
1: to be something they're really not. And it just doesn't work. And, and I think when you can tap into your, your true authentic nature, that's when really it's going to happen. Now, of course, you know, we can learn from everybody, and I think we should. Um, but we – we and we adopt we, we adapt other people's wisdom to our lives and to our business. But we've got to be careful not to try and be – that other person. So I, I, I like to say adapt, but don't adopt. Uh, apply their wisdom, but stay true to your own authentic core.
0: Uh, yes, I, I love this. Thank you.
1: And then law number five, Connie, is, is just, you know, the, the law of receptivity. And this kind of brings it together because the the law of receptivity, first of all, says the key to effective giving is to stay open to Receiving, You might recall late in the book when the main mentor, Pindar, uh, asked Joe, the protege, to breathe out and hold that breath, that outgoing breath, to the count of 30. Well, Joe tried, but in very... Short period of time, he was gasping for air, and uh Pindar said, what's the matter? Joe can't do it, and Joe said, no, I can't just breathe out. I've got to breathe in as well, and Pindar jokingly said, well, Joe, what if I was to tell you it's it, it's been medically proven that it's actually healthier to breathe out than it is to breathe in? And Joe said, that's silly. Yeah, you you can't. You've (laughs) got to do both. You breathe out. You breathe in. Well, of course. Yeah, you breathe out (laughs) carbon dioxide. You breathe in oxygen. You breathe out, which is giving. You breathe in, which is receiving. Well, Connie, you and I both know uh, uh, giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin. And they work in tandem and to focus on just one side of the equation while trying to minimize the other is first it's an exercise in futility because all giving is made possible only because it's also a receiving and all receiving is made possible only because it's also a giving but when you when you don't allow yourself to receive you you block the flow and you keep someone else from their right to uh to give and all the giving in the world and again when we say giving we mean the providing of value to others. All the giving in the world as great as it is, it's all for naught if you're not if you don't make yourself available to receive in like measure. And when that's the case, it's typically the result of a of an unhealthy relationship with money uh and it's always on an unconscious level.
0: Well, Bob, I have to say that your book really helped me to unlock, you know, this concept in myself because I was just not a good receiver at all. And I learned to work through that slowly going through the book a couple of times. And I began by just, you know, saying thank you when somebody would say something. Absolutely. Yes. And then really going through that. But I'll tell you, you know, the breakthrough that I had, you know, in my own personal development from reading The Go-Giver It just really changed my focus and changed my life, both personally and business wise.
1: I wanted to share that with you.
0: You're welcome. Yes, I just, I love this so much. Well, you know, I've appreciated your time so much sharing sharing all of this, but what are some final thoughts? What's one thing that people should remember in order to be successful personally and professionally?
1: Well, you know, I think like anything else, we, we need to have a, a vision. We need to have that, that desire. I think we then also need to find the system for accomplishing it because if, something, if there's something that you want to do, someone else has already done it. So,
0: so find out how.
1: Go to the. Of course, this is exactly what you do in, in coaching people who who desire to be a uh, an information entrepreneur, a successful one. You've also got to be willing to take action on the information. Be a go getter as well as a go giver. You've got to be persistent because you know you're going to get knocked down seven times. You just got to be able to get up seven times <laughs> and, and, and even eight. Um, and then having a belief in 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 what you're doing and and that belief is the stronger the belief is, the more it's going to make you nine feet tall and, and bulletproof. And um, So I just you know I congratulate anybody who, who who takes your coaching and takes that next step to uh, being successful by providing information that other people, are going to uh, really benefit with. And anyone who would like to uh to download the introduction and chapter one of the Go-Giver at my site, just to see if they like it first, oh, so that yes, they can please. then click through, uh, they are invited to come to com, and that's with a U, b u r g. dot com. And while they're there, they can download that and check out my blog and connect with me on social media and hang out for a while and have fun
0: wonderful well the go giver is a life a life changing event for you i can promise you you'll read it many many times the problem i have is i keep ordering boxes of them and giving them away oh, and i have to make you. sure that i still have my very first copy that <laughs> my my students had had written in the front for so my goal is to share the go giver as widely as possible so thanks again for your time bob
1: I take that as such a great compliment, Connie, and again, I thank you for, uh, for all you're doing for so many of us. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. All right, well, thanks so much, and again, this is Connie Reagan-Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast series on iTunes so that you can hear all of the great interviews.